The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist, small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garam Perra columns for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We're catching up again today with Bodicea Resources, which trades under the code BOA or Bravo Oscar Alpha. It is trading at 21 cents a share for a market cap of 17 million. Now, that's not a lot for any listed company, let alone one like Bodicea, which has exposure to one of the more interesting nickel copper exploration plays out there as well as a position in the hotter-than-hot Patterson province where it has a shot at finding the next Telfer, Wanu, or Aviron. That's what Bodicea has on offer with its modest market cap, and it can be said the company is in for some interesting times as the back half of 2021 unfolds. Now, as mentioned when we last caught up with the company, Bodicea has a uniquely structured exploration joint venture with IGO of Nova Bollinger Nickel Copper Mine fame, in WA's Fraser range. IGO is also an 8% shareholder and is looking for a life-extending deposit on Bodicea's adjacent ground in the Fraser. In addition, Bodicea has been securing an exploration position in the Patterson where it has a Telfer look-alike dome structure that will be worth drilling for its gold copper potential. And just as a reminder there, Telfer is of course Newcrest's 32 million ounce gold mine in the region. We have Bodicea Managing Director John Reynolds with us today to bring us up to speed on recent developments with the company in the Fraser Range and the Patterson, and just what investors should be looking out for in the months ahead. So with that, g'day John, welcome back to the podcast and thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you Barry and thank you for that introduction. Uh, John, uh, I know you're probably champing at the bit to talk about the recent drilling work by IGO and the company's Fraser Range joint venture with them. I think it would be a good idea just to refresh listeners on the structure of that joint venture and its focus areas. Yeah, thank you, Barry. Um, We completed this deal with IGO around September, October last year. Um, It covers nine of our tenements, nine of 11 tenements that we own in the Fraser Range. Um, of key interest, obviously, is a, a tenement called Simons Hill, which is adjacent to the Nova mine tenement. Um, the deal is, as you've described a couple of times, it's an unusual structure. It's um, It provides a five-year um, exploration uh, access, exclusive exploration access to IGO across those nine tenements. Uh, they manage them. They spend all the funds. So we're free carried for those five years, of which there's probably about four and a half left. And we initially got a payment of about $7 million for that, of five and a half in cash and one and a half of, as you say, the 8% investment um, in our company. Now, the, the benefits to us, obviously, other than using IGO's expertise and skill set in the Fraser, which is unique um, with any, anybody in, in that area, is that we, if they find a jork resource, and by a jork resource, I mean anything, an inferred resource of any tonnages that they report, then they are um, forced to pay us $50 million uh, for the 
to buy those tenements off us. Now, at the moment, we still own them and we always will do. If they don't find a jork resource in that time, then the tenements come back to our management. Um, but uh, throughout that whole time, we will we will own them. Now, the, the, the stake knives on top of this, uh, other than the 50 million, is that we get a 0.75% royalty on any metal that's mined. So th- there's a potential of, you know, it depends on copper mm. prices and how, uh, nickel prices, how much metal there is. But, you know, we could potentially double that value to our shareholders and obviously create an ongoing cash flow for for the company as we move forward. Mm, no, neat deal. Now, um, uh, Bodicea has just passed on an update from IGO on the, the uh, work in the joint venture area. Um, there was a reference to a, a, a diamond hole and uh, a whole bunch of air coal, uh, air coal holes. Uh, assays are pending, but I was just wondering, what can you give us a feel for what encouragement uh, came from that program? Yeah, look, you say we're champing at the bit to do things in the second half of this year. IGO have been champing at the bit as well. Uh, they have been, they hit the ground running. Um, they've um, you know, put a program forward and, and planned this drill hole very quickly without any geophysics. So they wanted to drill this hole, which is about uh, 300 metres on our side of the fence. It's targeting a a um, an intrusion uh, that they call a, a conolith, which is a worm-shaped intrusion. It, it wriggles all over the place in terms of it, how it looks underground. And I point you to our, one of our, our announcements to see that graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they drilled an 800-metre hole, 809-metre hole. Uh, it finished uh, about a month ago. And it's, well, A, it intersected that chronolith on our side of the fence. So A, it ticked that major box for IGO in terms of NAS, in terms of that, determining that. But the, the, the really interesting thing is they've hit uh, good tenor, um, pyrotite, chocopyrite, and pentalite sulfites. So that's been observed within that chronolith. Now, they're not economic minerals at this mineralization at this stage. But what it does is it enforces or in, in enhances the IGO's interpretation that this Orion chronolith is getting more perspective as we go into the northeast. And that's where we are. So yeah. as we move to the further northeast, it is getting more and more perspective. And so IGO have indicated already that they're planning to do additional drilling. We don't know the details of that. But following on from this hole, there's enough encouragement there that they want to do additional drill hole drilling in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've uh, traced this Orion intrusion on their side. Um, about 1.5 k's of strike. Any uh, indications yet of uh, how much it might extend into your ground? No, none at all. Uh, that's uh, that's the open-ended. Uh, that's the question that's got to be completed with drilling. Um, I believe they did some seismic on their side, but we haven't done any seismic on ours. So um, the identification of this conolith uh, on our tenement is still in its early days. So it is all upside in terms of what it looks like, and as I say, it's getting better towards us. Uh, and look, I'm. I'll waste this talk about the distance of, of the conolith. It's still only three kilometers from Nova. It, it's effectively a satellite prospect from the Nova nickel mine. It's uh, very adjacent. Mm. And just a reminder to listeners, uh, Nova, fantastic mine that it is, uh, has a limited, a fairly limited life at this stage. So uh, a discovery uh, if the Orion intrusion 
happens to prove up into something that mineable will be a value add for both IGO and yeah, you guys. Absolutely, which is why they've been keen to acquire these, this tenement and especially Simon Seal because of its proximity to the mine. It could be accessed from underground position possibly. Um, so, yes, uh, any nickel would be uh, highly prospective in terms of commercialisation of it. Mm-hmm. Now, apart from the diamond holes, there was, I think, 89 air cool holes. Assays also fed in. What, uh, what was the plan there? Yeah, so they've they've covered a, a number of areas um, with air core holes. As you say, there's been 89 of them. Um, we've got some preliminary assays from within the holes, but not at the. They, we don't have all the base, the bottom of hole assays, which is the most critical ones, because that's testing the the basement as much as possible. There was some anomalous nickel and copper and cobalt in those holes, so there's definitely encouragement, and it identified the right rock types. For uh, for potential additional uh, mafic and ultra mafic intrusions, so which is what they're targeting. So look, look, that it's early again, early in terms of the the, the air core, but there's definitely some additional targets going to come out of that. And when we get those base bottom of hole uh, assays, which is due in the next month, then we'll get some clearer indication from IGO what their plans are and, uh, to follow up on those targets. Mm. Okay, there was a particular reference to um, a target uh, called uh, Magnetic Eye feature, Ballast Eye, on uh, the Transline tenement. Was that worked up with the AirCorp program or...? No, this is a so that echo program was within Simon's Hill itself, and looking yeah. f- looking beyond the the original diamond hole and the moving loop EM that they've done. So the echo that they've completed has been within the Simon's Hill, so still proximal to um, to yeah. the Nova mine. We've got, as we said, I, well, there's eight other tenements, and they're all in the regions of all the significant discoveries. So there's uh, Legends Discovery in Mawson, there's Silver Knight. Uh, there's um, uh, we're in those all, all surrounding those those sort of key targets. So Transline is a group of tenements, about four of them, uh, near to uh, Legend Mining, uh, awesome discovery. It's uh, it, um, IGO have identified a, a thing called Ballast Eye, which is a magnetic um, target for them. Uh, that is similar in some ways to the initial um, magnetic feature that Nova was discovered on. Not mm. saying it's identical, but it, you know, from an early stage. And IGO have got a program of air core holes and um, and EM surveys across these tenements as well, so across these targets. So, yeah, it's not a one-trick pony. Uh, while Simon's Hill is number one in terms of uh, its prospectivity, uh, the other tenements are certainly highly prospective as well. And, 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 you know, it's not just Orion within Simon's Hill. There's other intrusions, other conolists that have been identified on the on the IGO side of the fence that appear to extend within our license. So there's, there's, a, there's a number of targets here that, uh, that are, will be worked up by IGO. And I'll remind everybody it's free carried for Bodicea. Yeah, yeah. And importantly, with that IGO expertise in the background. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Um, yeah, well, good reminder there that um, it's um, it's not all about Orion. It's about lots and lots of different targets that will be worked up over time. Yes, it, the multiple tenement, tenement package, they're all they're all attractive in their own right. Um, as I say, Simon Seal is obviously the most attractive because of its location and because they've got a major target called Orion, which... Um, if we look back on our previous announcements, um, IGO 
had a target list of about 500 targets within the Fraser range. Mm-hmm. Orion was their number one target. It was mm-hmm. it was top of the tree in terms of the, the attractiveness of their targeting within the uh, Fraser range. So, and I suspect this, from this draw hole, nothing's changed. Um, it might be it might be more attractive to them, uh, but it certainly hasn't gone backwards uh, from mm. that perspective. Mm. So, what can uh, we think about the Ford draw program on the, those tenements? Well, we're going to get the assays back from both the Echor and the, the, the Diamond Hole, and that will provide some some additional information um, on on the geology and on the mineralization style. Um, whilst there's visual sulfides um the assays are is always the the, the next check mm-hmm. igo have have indicated that they want to do more drilling um so following on from that uh, those assays being returned i suspect we'll get an additional diamond drill program uh don't know how many holes IGO have not indicated that to us at this stage um following up on the orion intrusion I, that that is almost uh well they've told us that they are planning additional holes so we're, we're looking forward to that and that's probably going to be in the next six months um all the other tenements as i've described before there's echo em surveys planned on those within the, the foreseeable future in the next uh, quarter or so and um we would expect uh, some significant targets to come out of that for potential drilling in you know q4 q1 next year Mm. Oh, I see you raised some uh, money recently, uh, about 3.7 mil. Obviously, that's not for the uh, Fraser, that's for the Patterson, uh, where you uh, have recently struck a uh, access agreement with the Western Desert Lands Aboriginal Corporation. Yeah, um, we, ra- we, yeah we raised, um, I mentioned that we got $7 million from IGA last year. We returned a reasonable amount of that, $4.5 million back to shareholders last year as a dividend uh, for mm. shareholders that have been around. <laughs> Which is unusual for an exploration company, but I've never heard of it. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we were, we were, and have been an unusual uh, company, and uh, you know, it rewarded share, the existing shareholders, and then it has allowed us to bring in new shareholders um, as we've redeveloped and uh, metamorphosed the company into, mm. into a, a significant exploration company. We've got some access to some world-class regions. Um, either through Fraser Range and the Patterson Province, so yeah, that money is is mostly direct, mostly will get directed to the Patterson. We've completed, um, we've now got, uh, we're, we're working through the granting of licenses, and we've signed an agreement with the Western Desert Land Council for three of the three, our three tenements up there, and we've got an additional application. And that um, that allows us to, once all the licenses are granted, to get ground access and start working up uh, working up the draw program, which is targeting a significant dome feature. So the geophys- airborne geophysics that we've done has identified a potential dome feature. Now, for those that know the Patterson, dome features are critical to are one of the critical targeting tools. Um, and as you mentioned before, Telfer is a classic dome. And uh, it's it's world class by all, all accounts. You know, 32 million ounces plus a million tons of copper. Um, so it, it is. We're sort of in that sort of giant country. Uh, obviously, we've got some pretty big neighbours with Haveron and Winu, and and they're all they're all um, requiring you know, sort of they're they're develop, being developed as fast as they can because of mm. the potential of those assets. So yeah, you know, we're we're keen to get on ground um and uh signing of the agreement and raising the capital are the two 
major steps for doing that. Yeah. So you've caught, it's the uh, Koongala Dome? Koongala Dome, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got three licenses um, and one of them's still in application phase. So we're still waiting on, on that to be converted. That needs to go through a native title process, which we hope to get completed around October. Apart from that uh, approvals process, the... Uh are the tar- uh, likely draw targets uh, worked up yet, or is there more work to do on that front? Coongala, the dome feature just stands out as the key target. Um, the airborne geophysics that we have done uh, has identified some other potential targets, um, but we are going to focus our initial attentions on that dome. So we're doing some additional airborne geophysics in August uh, to get some better clarity on the dome and on the new fairly recent tenement that we've picked up called Kungala East. So we'll get a better handle on the shape and orientation of that dome. And then once we've got ground access, then we can do some gravity, uh, on-ground gravity. Okay. Uh, um, nice to have 100% of that. Um, any thoughts to bringing in a JV partner with deep pockets? Um, look, uh, that, the modus operandi for the Patterson province is, is exactly that. We have not progressed that because we think we can progress it ourselves with our current funding capacity. So we're, we're keen to push this as long as we, as much as we can and keep it almost 100%. One of the, one of the tenements is at 95%. But yes, you're right. I think long term. Um, the, the you know the, the cost commitment for the Patterson province generally requires a senior to come in, a, a major to come in on over the top of a junior, and that's that is the modus operandi for the region. So yeah, look, I can see us entering that process eventually, yeah. but at this stage we can afford to do the uh, the work ourselves. Uh, one of the issues up in the Patterson, of course, is uh, extensive sand cover. Uh, what's the situation at Kungala? We're, we're, well, everybody, well, we, were, we were constantly reminded, are you on the east side of the Patterson? It's going to be deep. And um, so we, we're, and we're aware that Haveron is 400 metres plus. Um, so, yeah, we, we were a little, yeah, I guess we, were, we, we did our airborne geophysics with a little bit of trepidation about how, depth, how deep it could be. But we were very pleased. Where the dome feature is, it's about 200, 250 metres deep. So mm. that's well and truly uh, a a drillable and without too much uh, over the top expense and also um, uh, from a commercial economic point of view it's it's well and truly given Haveron is is well and truly being developed by Newcrest at the moment and that's 400 plus so yeah we're we're well and truly a a relatively shallow uh, um, potential target. Yeah yeah it's funny Uh, as we're saying there's been a lot of discussion around sand cover in the region, but here we've got Haveron and uh, 400 metres deep, and it's likely to be the first of those new discoveries up there to be brought into production. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, uh, it just shows the uh, the value of these, and obviously the, the value is feeding uh, Telfer, Telfer uh, the hungry Telfer mill for them. But, yeah, 400 metres and is a lot of capital development. Mm. Uh, I know it might be a bit difficult at this stage, but are you able to give investors a rough idea when they might see the first hole go into the dome? Given that we're uh, we've, we have to wait for this license for the native title to complete, it's going to be probably mid twenty twenty two before mm-hmm. I can get on ground with a, a drill rig. But uh, we're we're definitely already planning it because we know approximately where we need to put a hole. We just need to get the gravity survey to get us a bit more confidence. So yeah, we've started thinking about uh, how we get 
access. Uh, it's reasonably challenging access um, with fairly large, as you say, fairly large sand dunes. But we're, we're starting to plan that. Uh, there's plenty of companies doing uh, pretty extensive work in the region. So uh, um, there's a growing network of infrastructure for us to work off. Mm. And the region, of course, has that infrastructure base that uh, Telford's had in place for multiple decades now. So. Yeah, and world-class infrastructure in a remote location as well, yeah. And a very hungry mill. And a very hungry mill, yes, you say, yes. Okay, let's bring it all together then. What um, For investors, uh, here we are, the year's half over. Got another half to go. What should investors look at for this, this second half? Look, it's more of IGO is the key. Um, mm. yeah, that that is the uh, that is the the significant initial growth plan. Uh, that is the one that's got the potential kick. So more exploration on up from IGO on our tenements uh, with us free carried. Um, they are active, they are positive, and they're pushing it hard. So th- that that is the key news flow. The Kungala news flow is is will be uh, a little bit slower because uh, it's early stage exploration, but it is a giant, so potential giant. So we, I would imagine that we will get some pretty good news flow coming out of that. And additionally, we got some tenements in Queensland that we're we're looking to build up as well, um, and they they're coming to granting soon. So. Um, yeah, the, the news flow will be pretty active um, based off IGO and Kungala. Mm, yeah, great stuff. Alrighty, John. Well, thanks for your time today. A uh, very interesting uh, development there in the Patterson and uh, fingers crossed with IGO in the Fraser. Uh, anything could uh, result from that. So certainly one to watch in the months ahead. So thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. Thank you very much for your time, Barry. This episode of the Explorers podcast was sponsored by RM Corporate Finance, an active participant in emerging companies around the globe. To hear more about them or become a client, contact them on plus six one eight six three eight zero nine two double zero.